broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. And greetings and salutations, everybody. My headphones were unplugged. What a great year to start off. What a great way to start off 2024. I wonder who did that. Oh, it was my slightly, very annoying co-host. I'm your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian. Welcome to another hopefully award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio. We are coming to you live and streaming from the Gas South District Convention Center here in beautiful Duluth, Georgia. And you heard the voice of my co-host. It is Harper LaBelle. Harper, thank you for unplugging my headphones and making me not realize that the introduction was still going. I just wanted to bring in the new year with a little bit of levity. How about that? Absolutely. It was fantastic. What a wonderful, what a wonderful prank. Almost like a locker room. And only prank. for you. Yeah, I would only do a locker uh, room prank to you. Speaking but. of locker rooms, we have a fan we have two fantastic guests. One of them, uh you you might have known from uh from your locker rooms with Falcons. We have Buddy Curry, Atlanta Falcons legend here, also with Kids and Pros. And we have John Sterling from Azimuth Leadership LLC. So John, buddy, welcome to the studio. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Glad to have you guys here. So, John, uh, Azimuth uh, Leadership, tell us, uh, the name is an interesting name. It is. You said it's got a great origin story. So before we get to that, tell us what Azimuth Leadership is all about, what you guys do. Certainly, Azimuth Leadership uh, really leans into my lived experience uh, being in the military. Uh, We were forced to go out in the woods uh, and find our way back home. And so the first thing you do is you shoot an Azimuth. That's basically saying, where is North? And once we determine what north is, there's a lot of things that make sense around that. And so when I determined that I wanted to, to get into the, the leadership space, I thought, boy, the best thing that I can possibly endeavor to do for other human beings is point them in a direction, hopefully a good direction for them and their family. So it's a leadership uh, platform. And, and what's your why behind it? What, what, what was the purpose of, of I appreciate that. This? Yeah, so the, the why has evolved. I feel like I'm uh, one of those... Um, books that is continually being written more like a journal. So it's a progressive revelation. But the initial why as a military service member coming out of a leadership environment, I wanted to continue that legacy. But specifically, I wanted to continue it around this idea of behavioral health and the leadership that oftentimes because of the nature of those words and even mental health, which I don't use very much, um, is stigmatized. And so how do you lead people that are scared? How do you lead people that walk around in fear? That first person, as I came to realize years and years and decades later that I needed a lead that was in fear was myself. That's interesting. You got to get over yourself before. Well, I would imagine the first thing that when you're in boot camp is they break you down. So there's nothing. You can't have any of your past, none of that. It's all about we're going to start from scratch. We're going to tear you down and then teach you everything that you need to know in order to survive. Is that fair enough? I mean, it, it I know is. there's so much more to it, but at least from a basic beginning. And so you took that portion of it and said, I think I can take this to the next level. Yeah. One of the things that I was afforded the opportunity to do outside of my job, I was an intel, uh, intel asset and so uh, that was important. To the, does that mean you're a really smart guy? It does not. That's oh, very okay. counterintuitive. I know. I'm absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I was given the opportunity to serve in that capacity. But one thing that happened along the way was that we have these things called additional duties. And one of my additional duties was to be a master resiliency trainer. 
It's a DOD um, program that's got a curriculum that was developed by a University of Pennsylvania, so it's high-level stuff. And that took a life of its own, and I became a full-time resiliency instructor in the military and really gained a lot of passion around that, both personally and through my peers, and decided that I want to go ahead and get my uh, you know, degree in applied sports psychology, which was the choice I had at that point, and take it to another level. I can tell you, gentlemen, I've not really used that degree much other than just saying I have it, but I've used the experience and the opportunities with other human beings. Real quick, I think one of the greatest honors in the military that I just recently found out, but it's been around forever. If you're good enough to do doing what you do, we it's an honor for you to be able to be asked to teach the others to get to the level. So a gunnery sergeant, for example, even though you, you may end up being in different par- portions of the military, if you're asked to train the others, that that's, that's a high... Mm honor, isn't it? And so you took what you learned and were able to teach others and get them all caught up where they need to be. Is there some fact in, yeah, in that portion Yeah, absolutely. And really what the separator was in that particular circumstance, I had a gentleman um, that uh, was running the program, high-ranking non-commissioned officer that said, John, you're taking this stuff seriously. People are resonating with it. And oh, by the way, we have a lot of uh, service members in this unit right now that have determined that their life is worth taking. And so that resiliency piece fleshed itself out with very real outcomes um, to the negative. And so they really wanted to capitalize on that. Real quick, when did you get it? In other words, when was the point where you go, I not only understand what this is, but I think there's so much more to it in terms of, I'm not going to call it mental growth. You, you just said a moment ago, you sure. have mental health, but, you know, but what was trying to be given to the troops you were able to understand it, get it, and really take it to another level. What, what Was there any particular thing that triggered in you? I, I don't know. I, I understand this completely, but I'm realizing that I have an inner passion for this to take it to that next level. Yeah. Well, as I said before, personally and professionally, um, I was one of those guys that was a little odd in the uh, military scene. I enlisted at 40 years old. So I was automatically everyone's daddy. So I had people that or trusted granddad, me. Right? Or, 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 I'm, I'm sure they are. I grand grand grandpappy, right? Absolutely. So I had the 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 inherent trust of people that way outranked me, but we were all the same age, and I was coming alongside a lot of people with real life and wisdom, and that is well respected. And so I was able to marry a couple things. On top of that, my wife and I um, had been working through issues with my son, our son. Um, that were in the behavioral health space that made it very personal. And so I'm looking at all these troops, like these are people that are my son's age. These men and women are my son's age. And it just resonated. So I was able to speak from the heart and allow people to see me not as an instructor, but as a peer and someone that might have had a few years on them, but I had credibility in that space and leadership's about credibility and trust. There, there were, again, real certain, some portions of this, there, there has to, it has to work. That's the way I look at it from my athletic perspective. You can tell me all you want about how to block or how to tackle or what. If it doesn't work, I'll find out. So there was a truth in what you were learning as well as a practicality. Is yes. that fair to say it that way? There, there really was. Um, and it was, there was a lot of vulnerability. There was a lot of courage required. I had people coming to me left and right, you know, sidebar, um, with issues in life. Hey, I'm going through this. Uh, yeah, right. Absolutely. A divorce or a death or, um, hey, John, you need to meet this soldier at the airport because they just came back from what we call downrange overseas. And they were the one that found their roommate um, that had killed himself. Right. John, you're the guy. 
You help. need to receive that person. Help. That's right. You need to give that person help and ultimately hope. And so I just found myself over and over and over in that role. And that's what kind of jettisoned me into azimuth and the things we're doing today. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. We're talking with John Sterling. He is the founder and CEO of Azimuth Leadership. Um, the mission of Azimuth Leadership is to provide a peer-driven space for leaders to be led and where they are empowered towards holistic and emotionally intelligent leadership for impact in their unique spheres of influence. So uh, obviously read that off the website, kind of read that off, and that's a lot. off the propaganda. Yeah, but absolutely. Uh, sorry, that's the wrong word. That's, those are my words, brother. Exactly, I'll own exactly. Them. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's a quote. Yeah. Um, and so let me ask this. You, you've got this military background. You, you've seen that there's help to be given. Right. And now you're doing this in, in the space of commercialism, the space of capitalism, the space mm -hmm. of business owners. Right. So let me ask this, who and who and what is your demographic sure. and how do they interact with you? It's one thing to be, you're in the military and people are told to go to you and then you've Correct. got these sidebars. Talk about how people meet you, how people get in touch with with uh, team leadership and, and azimuth. Yeah. So again, that has been a very organic process, but I can tell you that it started when I when I left military service or just prior, I was given an opportunity to work in the nonprofit space with athletes and uh, veterans that are leaving, transitioning. Um, and so um, I was able to kind of engage a lot of people, meet a lot of people. Matter of fact, I met uh, Harper and the guy sitting to my left, Buddy, somewhat through that organization, um, things I was doing. But what ended up happening as a result of that was that we begin to find out that leaders do need to be led and there is a void. There is literal vacuums out there where people that are shiny objects, I like to call them shiny objects, don't feel like they fit in because they can't remain shiny and have issues, quote unquote, right? So what, what Azimuth Leadership does and through the team platform, which stands for ten, transition, empowerment, advocacy, mindset. Those threads run through every conversation and, and every engagement that allow people from uh, medical professionals to retired athletes, coaches, business leaders to find their way to the platform. And that's largely through word of mouth. And and not to not to oversimplify, but sure. the the shiny object. I I love the picture of that because here are people who have been leaders for a long time or all their lives, right. and there's this element of I can't ever show that there's an issue because all these people look to me. I, I'm the one leading us, and so it, it's different from a mastermind group where you get together and let's share ideas. This is leaders being led. So. Um, how do people do that? What, what does it look like sure. to engage with right. the team uh, platform? Two different really distinct ways that we've been doing this over the years. Um, it started with me approaching uh, entities and wanting to have conversations that were frankly very uncomfortable to have. So it started out with me working with the NCAA and a local uh, you know, uh, organization called the Peach Belt Conference here in the Southeast literally finding out that all the people at the highest levels of leadership were not particularly comfortable having behavioral health conversations and finding out that the, that the student athletes on the flip side were dying for those conversations and sometimes literally. And so I've been working with the Peach Belt for about four or five years and doing conferences from their highest level all the way down to the student athlete. So that's like a, a keynote or maybe a panel discussion. But then we find that there's people that want a little more intimate environment. And that's where the team leaders huddle, which is a weekly platform. Buddy's been on it for well over four years. We're in our fifth year now. 
where these leaders from around the country come together. We have a guest speaker who ends up typically being part of the, the landscape, and we have conversations, and they range the gamut. It's really that person's lived experience that drives the conversation. But I can tell you from the shiny object we just discussed, there's also people on there any given week, and Buddy can expand on this, um, that look like 10 years of hard time, right? Like they never saw the light of day for 10 years or more. Hmm. We have one guy that was behind bars in Angola State Prison for 25 years. He is one of the finest leaders I know on the planet. And you have other people that will not miss those engagements because hmm. that particular gentleman opens his mouth. I would imagine that the uh, uh, ability to take whatever your circumstance is, drug addiction or what, and, oh, I've never been through that, or you have uh, incarceration, I but there's still certain silos where there's hurt, there's pain, there's right. fear, there's all that that everybody seems to have that do break that wall down to where, oh, now I can't connect because the I, there's another story that I heard or was told that resonates with me, and you're able to begin from there, I guess, right? So as part of your process doing that is being able to identify... It, it absolutely is, and I'll give you a great example. It just happened recently. Briefly, um, I found myself in, an, in a cohort of individuals at the VA here in Atlanta, so talking with veterans struggling with Parkinson's disease. One thing we know about Parkinson's is that part of the results are that it depletes dopamine levels by about 80%. Wow. So motivation and just the want to, right? General happiness. And I'm finding through anecdotal resources and talking to some people that I know that are you know, way smarter than I am, that you know what? Talking about the very stuff you just described, Harper, actually releases dopamine. Mm -hmm. It actually makes you feel better. And so we're now entering a space where I'm looking at a, an opportunity to engage the VA on a regular basis with veterans, and all we're doing is talking. I'm moderating a panel discussion. They're putting their story out there. The recipients get a dopamine punch. They do. Hmm. And it's literally scientifically proven stuff. We're going to work through that. But yeah, there's a process that we go through to get these people in that space where they're off the island, and they're, they're frankly just feeling again and this is the, the thread, like leaders. So pain and fear and pain, uh, bad emotions can release joy. Thousand percent. You got to be pretty smart, dude. You get a smart guy just off to your That's left. That's want to introduce my guy. And how did how did you Whew. and Buddy get together? So Buddy Curry, why? Um, <laughs> I always get emotional, but it's worth it. He's worth it. Um, you know, I. People used to tell me, John, you stalk people on social media to find people. I'm like, yeah, You're I do. You're a stalker too? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Amazing. Sometimes that's how you get it done. Club. Yeah. So that's how you get it done, right? So anyways, long story short is that was kind of the process. But for whatever reason, um, God brought Buddy and I's lives together um, in, in a time that mattered. Um, and he um, has been a, a voice of so many things in my life, but leadership, certainly, um, he's been an, a constant presence. That's another thing about leadership, right? Just being present, not going anywhere. Um, and so he's, he's been the guy that's allowed me to kind of have perspective on life and, and business and an encouraging uh, voice that, that allows me to kind of see things for what they're worth. And, you know, uh, as we were talking last week, Harper, it was well worth the additional airtime and oxygen in the room to get him here. So I want him to introduce himself and whatever he feels like he needs to say, it's typically all gold. Buddy, good to see you again. I've known you for years. We never played together, but 
when June Jones was a head coach of the Falcons, one of the things that he wanted to do was to bring what he called the old guys, the guys that he had played with, and wanted them to be a part of practices and be on the sidelines and do some things so that the old guys can kind of share with the younger guys. So you've had that for years. Um, first of all, explain how you and John met and, and uh, your role, obviously, with Azimuth and some of the other things that you're doing. Well, John and, I met, John and I met four years ago and as part of a nonprofit uh, that was transition-based. And I, I just resonated because I had a tough time exiting from the NFL. It wasn't right away, but through the, the next couple of years, really realized how inept I was in life and, and what I was really supposed to do and, and how to do it. And I knew how to tackle people and knock people down, but uh, to learn how to love somebody – to learn uh, how to um, uh, simulate in uh, the the life, or let's call them earth people, to deal with the earth people because I was trained at a high level, and you either did it or you were gone, and so I had a lot of a lot of transition. And so when we when I found out that the uh, the suicide rate of military folks, and then uh, I looked at my buddies who did not transition well. Um, I want to be a part of helping. And so that's how we met. He was a leader. Um, he uh, got me involved, and golly, we became great friends and even better friends and brothers. And so uh, we communicate, uh, you know, two or three times a week now, minimum, and also on his team call uh, with Azimuth. So we, uh, we are really aligned with our our leadership goals and what we want to do, I think, in life. Buddy, I wanted to ask you, as, as someone who's been on uh, the weekly calls and been part of this uh, team leadership platform, what's something you can uh, kind of raise your hand and say, hey, I can I can talk about some specifics with me in my own life, my own journey that, that I've picked up or that have challenged me or encouraged me or, you know, kind of run the spectrum, but, but what, are there some specific things you can point to and go, or, or across it all, as you've been listening weekly, what are some of the things you, you've pulled from the platform that you would want to kind of tell a room of people who haven't yet participated? This is why you need to come in. Well, the, the secret sauce is vulnerability and transparency. When, when a person decides to be vulnerable and therefore transparent, then what you do is, is you, you unburden yourself to a certain extent. And also you draw that from the audience. From other people, so you know we talked about uh, we talked about earlier about leaders and and uh, being inhibited with it, 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 talking about their challenges in life. Well, this particular platform team, we come right out and go right at it. So hey, I was a drug addict, or I was a, incarcerated twenty five years, and and then other people are listening. I mean, look, I got problems too, or I, I had two problems. So one thing you said, Harper, is that. We seem to have, pro look, everybody's got it, problems. And if we get those problems out there, then we realize how much similar the problems we all have and share. And so, uh, yeah, the, the secret sauce to me is the transparency and vulnerability that leaders need to have. And what leaders think they need to do uh, with bringing fellowship, you know, you lead with vulnerability and what you do is you grab hearts and you grab minds of people and then they want to follow. 
And I find that interesting because, John, you were talking about how, you know, the shiny object is so used to standing alone or feeling like they have to be alone. And here, buddy, you've raised that in some respects, being part of a platform like this, they find that secret sauce and they find they can apply that to who they're leading. And instead of leading from a position of infallibility or a position of I'm I'm the one at the at the top at the pinnacle and everybody's got to follow me, they're still the leader, but they're the leader being more vulnerable. And then people, there's more buy-in, there's more community, there's more team. I mean, is that mm. is that? I mean, either of you kind of jump in on that, or tell me I'm completely nuts and wrong, and because that's what Harper does all the time. <laughs> well, we, look that that again, that's a secret sauce, and it's it, you have to be. Uh, humbled so humility leads that so you're you guys are are speaking with two men that have been broken and uh been broken and uh been so far down and i was with him and walking with him when that process happened and boy there's a there is eureka there is something that happens inside of you when you walk through that and you don't medicate you don't go to places you shouldn't go physically mentally and you hang in there in our in our uh in his case it was faith and that deepened and uh now it's a, a life lived out from the inside yeah. that that brokenness allowed mm-hmm. wait a second buddy you're a <laughs> highly paid professional athlete and well maybe not as highly paid as they are today come on now <laughs> and, and no, the, I'm serious. but inflation you know, so plays a factor yeah it does and the salary cap so how on earth could you t- the first thing you said buddy i was broken well not there there's there's just a point where i didn't know and that's that. I think everybody coming to a point. You know, here's John. You, the two of you, meet. John. You're a you are in charge of the intel capacities of of training, and everything seems to be as high as it possibly can. But deep down, there's a void. There's a there's a there's a hole in our lives. And what I'm hearing is that you not only recognize that but you're doing everything that you can to fix it, to plug that hole so it's not a hole anymore. And now I'm going to tell you how you can do that and, and improve your own life. Is there any aspect of that that you'd like to comment on other than the highly paid athlete part? That, well, you know, we, since we we're talking about. about athletes and I'm a linebacker, I do plug the holes. You know, so you, I, a gap I, is yours. I, yeah, <laughs> not, not anymore, but the, the, these holes are a lot deeper than the holes that uh, we played at. I uh, pl- plugged the linebacker, but uh, yes, I, all, all you said was yes. So, John, you have any? Yeah, you know, so something I think is really appropriate to, to speak to um, my leadership over the course of my life um, was something that I could hide behind. Okay? Because if you look at a shiny object, you can't see much past it, right? And what's behind is sometimes ugly, right? So what I realized several years back, well, actually, my wife would know the exact time frame. It's better part of two years ago when our marriage after 30 years blew up. And I said that out loud, simultaneously thinking my leadership is gone. People don't follow people's that wives leave them. It just doesn't happen. That's when it shot through the roof. My credibility, my humanity showed up, mm. right? And so mm-hmm. that being said, everything that we predicate team on is these three things. Lean, learn, and leverage. We lean into our life as it is. 
that right there we could stop if that's all we but we don't there's a book on that yeah there you go there's a yep. book on that okay learn from it there's another book on there that there you go might be the same book yeah yep. well or no, yeah and then we leverage it for leadership so just like you said a little bit ago harper it's like we we now have the opportunity to say look at this hot mess look at this tire fire oh by the way I know a way to avoid all that. And maybe sometimes it's not avoiding it. Maybe it's, I know how to get you through it. I know how to put it out and for you to rebuild after that. That's right. And I think one of, one of the questions we, we tend to ask a lot of the uh, leaders that, that we sit across from or the business owners that we're talking to on this show is, hey, what makes you guys different or yeah. what makes you guys unique? And, and I think, I don't know if it's been stated, so I'm going to kind of push a little bit sure. and please feel free to correct me. But I don't think you guys on this platform, it's a platform of we're going to tell you how to fix everything. We're talking about the A gap and fill the gap. It, what you guys are trying to do is engage in a conversation and listen and help the individual lean in and learn and then leverage. It's not you guys. Uh, it's not you or any of the other leaders preaching, teaching. Mm. It, it may, maybe there's a little teaching, but it's really just the, you said there was a eureka. Or, or, or Harper kind of asked about it. But, he said, but yeah. he said that, and I will give you another quote of a guy that is on our call on a regular basis. Um, his sister's actually the head coach at University of Colorado women's basketball, J.R. Payne. J.R. was on our call several months back. But her brother, Bo, uh, spent a few, few days in prison. One of his favorite things to say is, you are as sick as your secrets. Hmm. So we don't encourage secrets. We don't encourage, you know, varnish and shine. We encourage real. And so what this platform does, whether it's me speaking with, you know, an NCAA team or it's a team call on a Tuesday evening or the VA, it's curated conversation that gets us to the next level. And we're finding that's just not standard. Because so what you're, you know, once we've got all our cards on the table, right, right then we can now we can have a honest, open conversation. Now that we're both vulnerable, now we can, we, we can start at that point and then we can figure out where we want to go or where do you want to go? How can I help you get there? Can I challenge you with something? Can you challenge me back? So it's not, again, it's, it, there's no one shiny object telling everybody what to think. You guys are all broken objects going, Hey, I, I'm, I'm, here's what's going on with me. What's going on with you? And so what if we offer a platform to develop deeper relationships mm -hmm. led by vulnerability uh, and transparency so that maybe I can see you at a deeper level. You can see me at a deeper, deeper level as a guy that's broken, that has faked uh, a lot of things in my life, fake it till you make it. But really, I'm really not sure about a whole lot of things in life. And we have a commonality there, and we have a relationship. And then when a business leader is able to do that with the people that he works with. There, there's an unburdening. There's a, there is Eureka. There is, <laughs> hey, let's go solve this problem. I don't have all the answers, but this answers in our collective. We in, the, in our collective, we have the answers. And 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 that's an easy thing for someone, any individual, to go. I don't want that. And maybe it's I don't want it yet. But it also might be that doesn't interest me at all because I'd rather continue to be the shiny object. But at least you get to. It's okay. Hey, that's fine. This isn't for you. Maybe it will be at some point down in the future, but it's really starting with 
again, all kind of all the cards on the table. We're not going to be shiny objects. We're, and as you were describing that, I was like, that would be a wonderful place. And we need more of those places mm. in the world and where we can worship or where we can do business together or where we can learn from each other. Well, well, the, the younger workforce is going to have those places. So they're, they're, they're not going to win one for the Gipper. Uh, they, they want to find out how it best this, this job or this career best fits me. So I want to be known. I want to have input. I want the opportunity to grow. Um, so an autocratic leader is just, just telling, hey, this is what our plan is, boom, 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 boom. They're not going to stay on board very long. So you're going to have attrition. And, again, it's through relationships that you bring these people in. So the you know when you talk about the priority of uh, the hierarchy of the why we work, money is down you know, fourth or fifth. I could just don't. I stand corrected, but you know it's significance. Yeah, yeah, right. So Absolutely. we want to we want to gain significance through leadership. We've been speaking with uh, John Sterling with Azimuth Leadership and also Buddy Curry. Buddy, along with being part of uh, the platform, the team leadership platform, uh, you also have an organization that's kind of near and dear to you, and and you're heading it up uh, called Kids and Pros. Talk a little bit about that. Well, Kids and Pros was started, uh, God, 23 years ago, and we've We've uh, conducted over 325, 350 camps and trained uh, close to 100,000 kids. And what we do is we have NFL players that I would say high-character guys that go out on the field in shorts and T-shirts, not just to sign autographs. And we're down and we're working with the kids. And these aren't, quote, Division I kids, kids that their parents are, are – are, uh, thinking they're going to be in the NFL. These are the regular kids that just Rec want, kids. Yeah. yeah. Just they, they want to come out and have fun. So it's all fundamentally based. But the, it's based around, you know, five core principles, um, sportsmanship, integrity, excellence, perseverance, and teamwork. So it's threaded through everything we do. And we've got a great core group of guys that really live here in, in Gwinnett County area that we travel. And we've traveled all over the country doing these things doing these camps and made an impact. So this is our 24th year coming up and we're kind of ratcheting it down because we're not, you know, 45 or 50 anymore. So we are, um, but we, we do all the Atlanta Falcons community relations, youth football events, and we have a great time to do it. The best time we have is on the car rides to wherever we go. Um, so interesting, um, whether it be mathematics or history or social studies, you know, the reading, writing, arithmetic of school, there's also a, a fundamental, as you mentioned, aspect to athletics. Here's how your feet need to be. I, I'm always a foot guy. I, I, yeah, everything starts with your feet, even if you're throwing darts or whatever. So you're getting the base. You're teaching that to kids that would otherwise not really know the same way. Your, your NFL experience, the guys that you bring in, I'm going to show you how, how to do it. You're a little too high. The low man wins. You know, little things like that that help them to be better athletes period, and better football players specifically, correct? I mean, that, that's, that's the goal. How can you play the game a little bit better? Well, you got to practice. Well, well I, th I think even deeper than that, it's confidence. So um, my favorite group of people are the, are the ones that are just starting, the kids are just starting, and most of these are pre-high school. So kids are just starting first, second, third year. And I'm going to teach them how to overcome themselves. So there's a footwork drill, and the first time they do it, they can't do it very well. And I said, that's okay. What we do is we just 
do the best we can. And the next time you rep it, you'll be better. And then the next time you'll be better. So but the, the growth between session one and session two, session three is straight up hill. And then I say, this is what happens when you don't quit. When things get hard, you don't quit. And that is really the basics uh, uh, to me of life of achievement is confidence. So we're building confidence while these kids are gaining their competence in what they do. Um, and so they end up becoming better football players. So the idea in life, and in, in sports is a great analogy, is you go from unconscious incompetence to unconscious competence, right? You just do what you do. You're in the zone. That's unconscious incompetence because you've done it a thousand times. And so when you come into a situation, you find yourself, God, why did I do that or how did I do this? It was amazing. Well, you, you, and it you, worked. And it, it worked. worked. The way yes. I practice, perfect practice yes. makes perfect, right? As Lombardi said, I would imagine there's a time when you get older where you forget the fundamentals. You forget to do the A's, the B's, the C's, and it affects your life later on. I guess that's where you and John both would say, that we're, we're trying to get people back to basics and some of the things that they may have forgotten in their leadership. And I'm building this company and I've got so many responsibilities that I've forgotten to say, honey, I love you. And I bought you some flowers, yep. you know, and it affects everything else about your life. And you, you recognize this. You're, you're the first to raise your hand and say, I, I'm guilty of making the mistake. And now let's make sure others don't make the mistake. Fair enough, John. Yeah, and you know, Buddy and I came together on a, on a fairly easy playing field because of that analogy you just made, where he was operating, where I was operating. And I think at the end of the day, uh, whether you're an athlete, a housewife, um, uh, anywhere in between, um, you just want to be heard, seen, and um, given the opportunity to engage in meaningful relationships. Mm. Um, so when we talk about this idea of you know business, business is. I never say business. I say the people business because it's what it is. Unless you work, you know, in a cubicle by yourself all day long with a computer, you have other human beings that matter. And I think we can fall short on some of that stuff sometimes. And we just need to be led. Leaders need to be led. One of the things I love about doing this show as the slightly annoying host is we have so many great leaders and so many great businesses and business owners who sit across from us and, and talk about what they do. And, and one of the things I love is people who listen to the interview and go, I got to, I got to be a part of this, or I got to, I got to learn about this service, or, or I got to, I got to learn more about this. And they wait for the, the end where I'm about to go, Hey, right. give us the contact information. Right. Usually they've Googled it before then, but, right. but this is a very unique interview in that. I think most people who are listening to this, who have that thought of, I need to be a part of this. They're probably also thinking of at least one other person in their mm. life who they care deeply about mm. who says they need to do this with me. Yeah. So it's, time for that now if sure. they haven't googled it already sure. how do they engage with azimuth leadership yeah i think um team leadership online.com uh, will bring them into the space where they'll see all the the platforms um which is just exclusively team i do things in different with different groups of people but they can mm -hmm. see the the engagement they can see people's faces and quotes and things that you know, that uh, reflect experience um, there is a f there is a free podcast that can be listened to. Correct. And so the was podcast was, is is previous. I put it on there because I yeah. did it at one point. Okay. Um, so right now we're dabbling in. Some gives space. you a taste. Yep, gives it taste. A great guy. That uh, matter of fact, uh, these two guys play just after Tony Mandrich, former NFL player, mm -hmm. amazing guy. Um, but 
Yeah, just it'll give the people a flavor, and that's the idea. We just want them to have a taste mm-hmm. and see what makes sense for them. And then they can uh, join the weekly group and, and just kind of find out how they can engage a- absolutely. with, with Azimuth yeah, and Team absolutely. Leadership. So teamleadershiponline.com. Real quick, the target. I guess everybody that – very interesting that Stephen would say that you know we've had hundreds of different business leaders out here and people that have started their own companies – and generally speaking, most would say, well, I'm having a problem with my company and our goals and all this. Other. You're going to a different level. Right. Let's see if there's any problems with you right. that if you recognize and are uh, willing to be honest. Let's be transparent and <laughs> well, honest about it. Go look in that mirror. Tell yeah, me what yeah. you see. So, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that, that's your <laughs> yeah. target audience, isn't it? It really is. It's, it's, it's leaders that are willing to be led. Mm-hmm. They're going to get to that point where they're going to say, I frankly am not enough. And that's Okay. There's a lot of mantras out there that when Jesus say, I'm enough, I'm enough, I'm enough. Well, okay, we're, we're capable. But when, you know, like Buddy likes to say, what happens when we're not enough? Hmm. What's the resource? And when the person or individual that would visit with you gets better, when they improve, because we hear it in the athletic world all the time, well, we need to get better. We're going to go back and watch a film. You know, we're going to, even if you win, there are times where Brady would say, you know, he's being interviewed every doggone week. We, we got to get better. Yeah, and I know in the athletic world, there I, I get tired of hearing that. Well, of course, it, I know that that is just a cliche. But when you really look back, I need to. If I get me right improved, yeah, and new and shiny and right. or shinier, then who knows? The sky's the limit for what the people in my company could be. Yeah, and I will say, not dissimilar to a company and a CEO, I am a husband. And my wife is sitting in this room. And I can tell you right now, if I had not worked on me, we're not married today. Mm. That's just period, end of conversation. But what I love about what you said also, Harper, is the fact that we have to maintain a white belt mentality, always learning. And I, I, I was brought to that attention of that in a very, very clear way several months back, probably near a year ago, when Buddy brought me in front of some of his Chick-fil-A clientele. And we did a little training together. And I had everyone put name tags on. And the, the franchise owner of that location on his name tag had the word student. Hmm. Well, that's a Chick-fil-A culture thing. Yeah. But it tells me where you're at in your mindset. So we want students. We want people that understand the value of leadership because they understand the value of being led. And there's a value to always learning something that you didn't know before that can help chisel and craft and together make you a better individual, better person. Stephen, go ahead. You were going to... I was going to wrap something. it up, but you keep asking these great questions, so I, I'm going to... I should be, just... Well, uh, back Buddy, and, for example, I mean, is there ever a time that you didn't have to study film for the next opponent? Oh, we've already played the Hoodats <laughs> a couple times this year. We don't need to study those guys anymore. You're always learning new things. Where you're, you're only as good as your last performance, and uh, most of us operated by fear. The fear of failure, the fear of being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. So um, I learned uh, personal development, uh, and now that's that's one of my major goals. Is I want to get better. You know, we learned also that nobody stays the same. Either you get better or you get worse. You know, I, I see so many people just surviving mm-hmm. in today's world with the fast pace, and we have so much to do. And the efficiencies we've technology has brought us so far, but we we still continue to butt up against. You know, this is you can't do anymore, and they're just surviving every day. And we become uh, burdened. We need to become unburdened, and we need to to go back to the blocking and tackling 
um, fundamentals of do I really love my wife? Mm. Do I find out what her love language is? And do I sit there and I stay with her in that? Do I listen to her? Because I got I got four meetings, but she needs to talk to me right now. Can I make time for that? And when things thrive at home and things can thrive even better in a workplace. Mm. Vulnerability, humility, relationships, finding purpose. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's another level beyond just getting things done and uh, beyond and, and business it, it, you're, you're in the business world, but we've talked about the sports world. It, it kind of comes down to these core principles and you guys are, are tackling those issues. If I can use that sports analogy. And, and so thank you guys both for being here. And uh, so just want to remind everybody, go to team leadership online.com. If you want to learn how to engage with azimuth leadership and uh, John Sterling, the founder and CEO, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, brother. Uh, also buddy, you kind of talked about uh, you're no longer 45. And so the kids and pros is kind of ratcheting down, but it's one of many programs that the NFL and the NFL alumni do so much in giving back to the community community and and getting involved in the lives of kids and pros so thank you so much for being here as well pleasure uh harper uh i we kicked off the year with me absolutely butchering the introduction to this show and i apologize to you for that um but you did just because i took the headphones and yeah and and, and i wasn't there's so much more that i can do later on in the year and if i can (laughs) and if i can be vulnerable i apologize for uh, how i started the show because what i didn't do was remind everybody that gwinnett business radio is brought to you by regions bank we all know that keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth see how i did that that was pretty good. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member. FDIC. Oh, Dan tried to hit the bell and he didn't. There but- we go. We'll be back to close out the show right after these messages. Life is full of ifs, but if you want to cash flow like a pro and get paid up to two days early, safeguard against surprises and supercharge your savings, Regions Life Banking makes it possible. Regions Bank embrace the if in life. Regions Bank, member FDIC. For the first time ever, the Atlanta Gladiators podcast will now be on Business Radio X. Be on the lookout for new interviews each week as Director of Broadcasting and Communications Liam Gottimer chats with Gladiator players, coaches, and even representatives from corporate partners. For tickets, partnerships, and more, visit AtlantaGladiators.com or call our front office at 770-497-5100 to chat with a Gladiator representative today. Atlanta Gladiators Hockey, draw your sword. Well, we love what we do here at Business Radio X here in the Gas South District, and love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. If in 2024 you were looking for a new car, visit the folks at Subaru of Gwinnett, and they can help show you some of the greatest and uh, hassle-free experience and the pricing, the financing, everything that you would want in a brand new vehicle. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com. You can go to their the showroom and the facilities there off of Satellite Boulevard, just north of Old Norcross, there by the Gwinnett Place Mall. If you're already a Subaruist, you can check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. Subaruofgwinnett.com. That I was, need to read a little bit better, yeah. don't I? 
I got to improve on my. Uh, you know, the good news uh, is this is our first show of the year. We'll get better. The bad news is the show is evergreen because you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or anything else. So you might be listening to this in July. And Harper and I, all we can both say is we'll do better next time. We, we, we there's room to improve, right? Let's go check the film and humility see how we, is what the yeah. lesson. And I have to admit that was bad. <laughs> yeah, but, well, not as bad as me uh, in the opening of the show and having to read Regions right before the Regions commercial. So we thank Regions for putting up with us. We and love, Subaru uh, for we, putting up Yeah, with we us love as Subaru well. of Gwinnett being able to uh, be here in the Subaru of Gwinnett studios from the Gas South District Convention Center. So for our producer, Dan, and for Mike, who hasn't come out from behind the cubicle, probably because he's so embarrassed by our performance, Harper and I will do better next time. So for Harper, this is Stephen saying we'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio. Mm-hmm.